Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey friends, Damian Mason coming at you with another episode of the Do Business Better podcast, giving you information you can apply to your life and business, whether you are a small business, self-employed, gig economy, or maybe you even work for somebody now and you aspire to have your own business someday. You know, I've been at it for 28 years running my own uh, ship, and I was asked a month ago from my friend Brad Klopfenstein, uh, he's in a picture behind me over here, from way back when, uh, when I was a Bill Clinton impersonator, he was one of my uh, secret servicemen. So he now runs a chamber of commerce, and he uh, asked me to give a brief talk to some of his chamber of commerce people about small business stuff. And you know what I did? Uh, I just said, uh, what about specifically? He says, Damien, you know what? Use this as an example or an opportunity to try out some of your, uh, some new ideas, some new things, some new concepts. You know, it's been a couple of years since you put the, the book together, Do Business Better, so you probably got some new stuff since then. Well, indeed I do. Um, some of it's extrapolating on what you've heard me talk about before, but I, I sat down, and of course, I'm old school. I get creative with a pen and paper. Um, I... Uh, sat down with my pen and paper, and I started writing down points that I would make to a person, whether they're starting their business or owns a business, runs a business for someone else uh, in their first year or in their 15th or 30th year, because they're things that I'm still always learning and getting better at. At least we always hope we're getting better at it. So the point is of this um, time that we're here together is to talk about one of the 10 things I shared with his business people. And it was my number one point, because I think it's just that important. And it's that important for all of us. And the point is very simply, know what you sell. If you've been paying attention to me for uh, very long, if you've read my books or keep up with my stuff, you've probably heard me go down this road a little bit before, but I want to get a little bit more clear on it uh, right now, because it's just that important. You know, we see businesses every day. We see business people every day that maybe don't still fully grasp what they're in the business of providing, why it is that their customers come to them, why your clients come back to you. Okay, you've heard the thing. This is critically important about, uh, and, and I don't know the source because I can't remember right now, but it's essentially that it takes about 50% more money in marketing and time to get a new client than to retain an old client. You've probably heard something like this as well. Whether it's 40%, 50%, 60%, whatever the number is. The reality is anybody that's been in business for any amount of time understands that to go out and find new business, find new customers, find new paying clientele, to set up new contracts is a, a bit of a challenge. You've got to have a marketing effort, a sales effort. You've got to be present. You've got to be able to answer phones, uh, respond to their inquiries and questions as you're getting all the, the finer points of the deal worked out. And whether that's a one-time or two-time thing or like an ongoing thing, somebody comes to your store every week, the point is it's generally easier and more profitable to keep a hold of a given client or customer. Okay, that's point number one. But going back to the big point, know what you sell. So if that's the case, that takes a hell of a lot of energy, money, and effort to, uh, to go out and find new business, shouldn't you know why the current business you have 
those customers that you are retaining, wouldn't it be good to just know why they are staying with you? So if that's important as it is, why don't you then start by asking yourself the question, what is it I'm selling? What is it that these clients are coming to me for? And you probably think you know. That's the heck of it. Everybody I know, every business person that I've ever worked with, believes they know the answer to that. They all say, oh, well, I sell widgets. And you do, right? We sell boxes of something. You sell something. But remember, Always look beyond that. Let's go back to my political comedy days. For the first year or two, I thought I was in the business of selling jokes. I thought it was my job to write and prepare jokes because I knew that for me to get better, to be more than just a guy that looks a little bit like Bill Clinton, who can come into your event all gray hair and fat peg and talk a little bit like Bill Clinton, say, how you doing, darling? How'd you like to find out what it means when I say I'm a hands-on politician? <laughs> okay, beyond all that, why is it the customers paying me? And I thought it was because of my jokes. I got to write jokes. I got to write jokes. And by God, I wrote jokes. I worked hard at writing jokes. I mean, I, I had radio stations around the country that I called in the mornings. And they'd give me like 40 bucks a week. And I'd call them and give them, you know, hey, and then do like two minutes of humor. Why? Because it forced me to write jokes. It forced me to create material. It forced me to every week be writing a few minutes of new content, new material. Because I thought when I do that, what I've used on the radio that actually hits, I'll put it in my act. And now I build my act from a five-minute act to a 20-minute act to a 30-minute act. All of a sudden, you're a feature actor and you're 45 minutes. Ah. So I thought I was in the business of selling jokes. Then after a couple of years, things started to thrive. Things started to pop, man. Two and a half years into my business, I'm doing bigger gigs, doing bigger events. And I'm out there in that event, say it's Las Vegas or who knows where, Chicago, Columbus, Ohio, doesn't matter, some corporate event where I'm in front of 500 people and I'm nailing it. And I look out and I see that crowd laughing and patting somebody on their shoulder going, oh my God. And this is at like some sales meeting. This is at some corporate event and people are like almost spitting out their wine. And that's when it dawned on me. Shit, I'm not in the business of selling jokes. Joke writers are in the business of selling jokes. I'm in the business of selling an experience. I'm in the business of creating an event that these clients, be it a gal that plans the insurance sales meeting or a guy who's got 300 of his employees that he's got to bring them all together every year to fire them up, those people don't want to buy my jokes. They are buying what I can create, a camaraderie, an atmosphere, an experience, a memory, and laughter. Now, I know you're probably saying, oh, Damien, I'll come because of the jokes. Well, it does. But again, is the old story. If you've ever been in sales, and even if you have not, you may have heard this story. Guy walks into a hardware store, and he says, I need a drill bit. So the sales question is, meaning the question I'm going to ask you, the guy that walks into the hardware store and asks for a drill bit, what does he really want and if you say drill bit, you're kind of right, but not really. He wants a hole. Now, that's an old sales illustration. That's an old sales training story. I think I heard it from someone teaching me about sales. But it's real, isn't it? It's true. The guy don't give a damn about a drill bit. I've got drill bits out in my shop. You know when I go and get them? When I need a hole. <laughs> so at the same thing, I guess I would encourage all of us 
whether we are employees, employers, business owners, business workers, we all provide a service or a product for a paying customer, right? Every dollar that your business earns is someone else's dollar right now, and you're seeking to earn it through your service, your product, your delivery of that which you execute. So the question is, why do they come to you? What are they buying? Now, again, we all know they're buying a drill bit. But what are they really buying? And as simplistic as it might seem, I was a comedy guy. You'd have thought that it dawned on me, but it took me almost three years to understand. Yeah, it wasn't really a joke. Because first off, you do need the jokes. You see, you need the jokes, but that's still not what you're really selling. The hardware store needs the drill bit, but that's not really what they're selling. They're selling solutions. They're selling the result of the product. What our customers buy and what we will do a lot better for our businesses how we'll do a lot better for our business, I should say, is when we understand they want the result of our products. And we become better salespeople. We become better service providers when it dawns on us. That instead of getting all caught up in the product, because we love products, right? Here I am, and I think I'm selling this letter opener. And by God, I'm going to tell you all about this letter opener. I'm going to carry on about how it's beautiful. It's made out of pewter. It looks a lot like the silver in your in your, uh, in your in your seven, 25th anniversary gift packet, and blah, 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 blah. And the reality is, what does the customer want? They think that's neat, sort of, kind of. But they don't think this letter opener is as neat as we think if we're the ones that make it and sell it. What do they want? They want their letter opened. They maybe have a phobia of using their fingers because they think someone has licked the damn envelope. Maybe they just want to do it so that it doesn't tear the stuff in, inside of it apart. What they want is an opened letter. They don't want a letter opener. Ah. So it's the most powerful thing, apparently, that uh, this group of small business people that I was talking to came away with. They said, you know, I like your, your point about knowing what you sell. So how does one then, in our shoes, get better about this, about getting better at saying, okay, what is it that I sell? What is it that I'm selling? Why do my customers come to me? Why do my clients give me their money? Well, first off, you can ask them. But, you know, customer surveys are always kind of a tough deal. Even those that we like, even those customers that we really like, that like us, they maybe will be a little cagey. They feel a little bit uh, defensive. You know, I, I've got folks that I've been in business with for years. And if they said, hey, why do you do business with me? I would tell them. Obviously, I'm in the business uh, speaking and writing uh, business. And I can talk to them very frankly about their business. But many of your customers won't tell you. Or maybe they won't tell you everything. They won't give you the full truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. But you can ask them. You also can observe and ask a, maybe a little different question. Something like, what can I do to help your business? Instead of saying, why do you give me your business? And you, instead of you saying, why do you come here? What is it that I'm selling? You can say, if I have to ask you a business question, would you answer it? And they say, yes. You say, all right, what problem do I solve for you? What problem do I solve for you? Well, I don't know that I have any problems. Well, you must. You come here all the time. You're saying, well, I don't know. I just come. A grocery store, you're saying, doesn't solve a problem, but it sure as hell does if you're hungry because being hungry is a problem. A guy that needs a drill, but you might say, what's his real problem? Does he really need a hole in the wall? Well, he does if, his, <laughs> if he has to put something up on the wall or his job goes away because he's a contractor. You see, we all do solve problems. So in, in figuring out what it is you sell, ask what problem do I solve? 
back in my comedy days, going there once again, I solved the problem of boring meetings. I solved the issue of people not wanting to attend. I solved the people the problem of people wanting to leave early. I solved the problem of them having something to talk about besides just new insurance policies. They could talk about that great show they just saw, how funny it was, how it was so true, how it got them thinking about this other thing. Ah, you're solving a bunch of problems. So probably one of the most important things in business is understanding what you sell and understanding that the client generally is looking for, or the customer is generally looking for the result of your product, not your product specifically. Makes sense, right? Now you're saying, all right, Damien, this seems all pretty simplistic, man. Sure that a God, everybody knows what problem they solve. That's why they're, business. they're in business. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I just was approached about two to three months ago by a company. They wanted me to be on with them doing some consulting work. And I, I, I asked them a lot. I spent probably too much time on the phone with them about their business. And I specifically talked about what problems they solve. And they gave it to me from the perspective of a tech person who founded a company who doesn't really know the marketplace. Hence, they were reaching out to me because it was happened to be in an agricultural industry and it happened to be a specific niche within agriculture. And these folks were brilliant people. They just didn't know what they were selling and they didn't really know who the customer was. So in your, in your advancement, in your pursuit of becoming a better business person, start with realizing who the customer is who your customers are, who your customers can be, but more importantly, what problem do you solve? Why do they come to you? And again, it's usually the result of the product, not the product specifically. This particular place I'm talking about believed their product was somebody that is not. And they also believed that they were fixing a problem that's not really a problem. I can't get into it too much because I'm still uh, possibly going to maybe do something with them. But the reality is, um, if you don't know for sure, or if it seems like maybe you're too certain, again, pull in a different viewpoint, a different perspective, and say, well, what problem is it that I'm fixing in this marketplace? And if someone that's really good in that marketplace says, you're fixing this and this, and they say, oh, no, no, we don't think that at all, maybe they're right and you're wrong. You see, in my particular example, the business person believed they were solving a problem for farmers. But really, they were solving a problem for landowners. That's not necessarily always the same thing. Remember, out here in the countryside, a lot of land is owned by non-farmers. It's an investment. So uh, to understand what you sell, you might need to go back to the drawing board one step further and understanding who your customer, your target customer is, and what problem you're solving, but who's the problem being solved for. Remember, a lot of folks, a lot of folks would say, well, wait a minute. You saw the problem by selling a drill bit to that guy because he needed a hole. Well, what do I care? What problem that solved for me? Well, let's just say you own the home and he's the contractor that's set to fix your home up. He solved a problem for you because you don't know how to use a drill. You don't know how to use a tool. You are completely all left thumbs when it comes to using any kind of power equipment. So you got a problem solved for him. That guy, what does he sell? He doesn't sell holes, nor does he sell drill bits. You know what he sells? He sells a finished home to you. 
And I sold him a drill bit, but I didn't really sell him a drill bit. I sold him a hole. You see how this works? It goes on and on and on. Remember what you sell. Always ask the question, what am I in the business of selling? And go back to my comedy example. For two and a half years, I thought I was in the business of selling jokes. Then it dawns on you, I'm in the events business. I'm in the results business. I'm in the experience, memories, laughter, camaraderie, boring meetings, no longer being boring business. That's what I was in the business of selling. I'm Damian Mason. I think the most important thing that we can do, or at least one of the most important things we can do in any of our businesses, and this is not before you start being in business. This can be when you are in 20 years in. You can say, hey, I think we've lost focus here. I think we really need to get back to understanding what problem we solve and thereby understanding what thing that we sell and focusing our efforts on that. You know, things have been a little bit challenging under the whole COVID stuff. More than ever, solutions, flexibility, being able to work with people around their schedule. Their kids are at home. They're mad about masks. They think you should wear masks. They they don't want to do this. They have to go back to work part-time. What the hell is happening right now in this whole strange time where maybe it's changing our customers and our clients are thinking a little bit differently about what they want or what they need or what problem they have? Because everybody's problems are a little different now than they were just a year and a half ago, right? So, might be a really good time to analyze what you sell and never forgetting that customers buy generally the result of your product, not your product. You keep telling them about all the wonderful accoutrements and benefits of the letter opener. Remember what they ultimately want, an opened letter, not necessarily the letter opener. Damien Mace, until next time, thanks for being here. Please subscribe, share this with your friends. Check it out on YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's the Damien Mason channel. And if I can ever be of assistance to you to help your people understand why customers and clients come to you and what it is you sell, please give me a shout. I'd love to come and speak at your next virtual or in-person meeting. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.